Hi, I'm Rob Jepson, and my mission is to help sales leaders everywhere create record-setting growth in the companies they lead. I'm here to share the secrets of the world's most successful sales leaders. I don't care how big the company or how big the team, we showcase sales leaders who are taking what the market gives and then some. We feature leaders of teams that are beating their markets, winning at crazy rates, and creating life-changing years for the people they lead. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Scipio. The number one challenge every salesperson faces right now is how to have more conversations with more potential customers and land more appointments. And that's why you need to check out Scipio today. I've had too many sales leaders share with me how Scipio has transformed their ability to make contact with customers faster and easier than ever before. If you don't have texting as part of your modern sales process, you need to. Scipio has the best automated texting platform I've ever seen. Scipio's texting platform will help you build personalized relationships at scale in an authentic way your customers will appreciate. Salespeople using Scipio, they say big things happen. They're seeing a 5x improvement in landing appointments and a 40% lift in show rates. And that leads to more conversations, which we all know leads to more sales. And while the results speak for themselves, don't take my word for it. Head over to Scipio.com and use the code ROB, that's R-O-B, for a 30-day trial on the plan of your choice, courtesy of the Sales Leadership Podcast. Again, that's Scipio.com and use the code ROB to see just how good a modern messaging platform can be. Now, get ready for some serious insights from this week's sales leader who's making it happen. And remember, don't worry, we got you. Hello and welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, where high-growth sales leaders share high-growth practices and tactics. Today, we are joined by one of my very favorite sales influencers, Larry Levine. He's someone who's helping sales teams everywhere get sales right. Now, today, Larry is a best-selling author of the book, Selling from the Heart. He helps sales leaders have those aha moments that result in teams engaging customers with increased authenticity, integrity, and substance in all of their sales activities. But before Larry became the phenom of best-selling author, highly requested speaker, killer podcast host, and advisor to sales teams all around the world, Larry was a wildly successful salesperson and sales leader. And what he found was the more authentic sales teams are, the more fulfillment they have in their careers, the more excitement they have as they go about their business, and ultimately, the more successful they are. Now, Larry's mission, it's really simple. It's to help salespeople everywhere learn to stand out by providing a better experience. And it works. I know firsthand, and I couldn't be more excited to introduce Larry to you today. Larry, from one Dodger fan to another, welcome to our show and thanks for joining us. First of all, that was one awesome introduction, Rob. You're amazing. Go Dodgers. And I I love it. We both bleed Dodger blue. We got a big off season coming up, Larry. I'm nervous. Oh, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm nervous, but, man. <laughs> so am I, but that, that's not why we're here. But you and I can geek out on Dodger Talk all day long, man. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for joining us. I'm a fan of you. I'm a fan of your work. I'm a fan of who you are. Really excited. We got several thousand sales leaders that are, that are in for a treat as we introduce you to them no, today. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Why don't we start by having you introduce just your firm and yourself, just kind of what you do for your, those clients that you work with today. Yeah, you know, this, um, I, let me, can I, can I just start off a different way? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd, I'd love to talk about selling from the heart and, and what we do and all that, but I'm a big believer. One of my mentors said that you really never know somebody until you understand their backstory. 
Are we good on the Love backstory? It. That's what then? I was going to do second. So we'll we'll flip it around. Give me your backstory first. I, I'm, I'm going to fl- I'm going to it's your show, but I thought I'd just yeah. flip it around on you just for a little bit. Is the that story of good? how you got here is always a- I love it. So let's start with that. I, so, I can't wait. <laughs> so I spent um, my whole career was in one sales channel, Rob. So I graduated college in the fall of 1987. So I grew up in Southern California. And my first job right out of college was in the office technology channel. Now, for those who may be not familiar with the, the term office technology channel, yeah. I'll bring it down one more notch. Bring it down, baby. Bring it down. I, I sold copiers my whole life in Southern California in the Los Angeles marketplace. I, I started, you know, right at the tail end of 87. My first for, full year was 1988. So I'm dating myself just a little bit. So I grew up in the pre-internet world. I grew up in the analog world. And what was really, really interesting is my first year, I always say, Rob, was the best year of my life and the worst year of my life. The best year of my life is you got to give the color on that. The best year of my life is I will tell you, I made a whopping $18,000 my first year selling copiers. This would have been in 1988. Now, some people's commission checks for a 30 day period are larger than that, but it was the, it was the place in time and, and so forth. But the worst part of this was, is I was on a dysfunctional sales team with a disengaged sales manager. So I had to do field ride outs and I had to just learn by the seat of my pants, trial and error. Something tells me a lot of that might still be going on today, but I was really cognizant of my surroundings, meaning that my ear was always open to learning, learning what was happening and so forth. But being in how I was raised, so I was raised by a very relational mom and a rocket scientist for a dad, literally a rocket scientist who was an aeronautical engineer, did liquid jet propulsion for the United States Air Force. That's what I had to grow up with. And I share this to give context for one simple reason is that first year in sales, I learned what not to do and what to do. I said, if I'm going to stick around and make this a very long sales career, and you have to understand something is how I was raised. I was raised like this, bring relationships and care to everything that you do and make sure you're the best at it and not job hop. So I was, my parents were raised where they started in their career and that's the career they had. And they just wrote it out and they became the best that they could become. Well, that's how I was raised. So I said, hey, if I'm going to stick around in sales, I got to take this philosophy to sales. I bring, this to the, I bring this to the forefront because I took a highly relational mom, an aeronautical engineer, rocket scientist, dad, highly educational. I smashed both those together. I brought them to the sales world. Cool. So I just brought high relationships to the forefront. I was a very process-oriented person. I did the same thing day in and day out because that's how I was raised. I brought the non-negotiables and how I was raised to sales. And I parlayed that into a very successful career in sales in the copier channel all in Southern California for almost 30 years until the day that I was just a smidgen past 50 at a life-altering moment and I found myself robbed without a job. At 50 years old, I was exited out of a company at 50 years old. I was on a major account team for a Fortune 500 company, selling office technology and and document management and software solutions 
in Southern California. And I'm a big believer in this. We all have aha moments. We all have them. The longer you spend in sales, you're going to have aha moments. Uh, these moments are either going to be great aha moments or going to be ones that can transform your career. Well, at 50 years old, I find myself without a job. And I had to look inside and determine where is it that I'm going to go at 50 years old. The easiest thing for me to do was to become a VP of sales and go right back into the copier channel, make a lot of money right off into a complacent sunset. And my wife told me something. And my wife's the CEO of my household. And she said, Larry, you can go ahead and do this, but I promise you this, in six to nine months, you're going to be bored. I promise you, you will be. I know you all too well. Well, the second person I reached out to was my near and dear friend who's now my podcast partner, Daryl Amy. Okay. And all I was going to do was call him to let him know my situation and to tap his network. Who did Daryl know who knew somebody who knew somebody that I could at least start putting my feelers out to? I shared my story with Daryl and we'd known each other for a very long time. And he said, you know something, Larry? He goes, I appreciate you sharing and opening up your heart about your situation. He goes, give me a couple of weeks. Let me think it over and I'll call you back. Well, Rob, it took him less than an hour for Daryl to call me back. And he goes, something, he goes, Larry, you don't need to go back and be a VP of sales in the copier channel. What you need to do is you need to go out and coach and teach sales professionals and sales leaders on what made you, you in a very highly competitive market. He goes, I've never seen anybody who could bring authenticity, sincerity, deep caring and relationship building to a broken, dysfunctional sales channel and succeed for almost three decades. You need to go out and start coaching people on what you did. Rob, I had never done any of this before because I stunk as a sales manager. And I go, okay, I tried it, right? I tried it, Rob. It didn't work. Now, now I go, now I go, okay, right? I'm listening to him because he's a good buddy of mine. And I go, you want me, right, at 50 years old to go out, start something from scratch. Let's go. No customers, no nothing, knowing that I stunk as a sales manager. Let's go. And so I just go, <laughs> so I said, well, let me give it some thought, right? And so we went back and forth. And this is what was funny because I, I, I'm, giving, I'm giving you the skinny on this. By the way, I don't hold back. I'll just tell you exactly what I walked through. And he, so I called him back. It was about a week later. I said, hey, Daryl, I may take you up on this. Maybe it's just something that I do at 50 years old. And he goes, Larry, you ever spoken in front of a crowd before? No, I haven't. And he goes, I asked, why? why? Why are you asking? He goes, because I want you to take my speaking slot at a, at a gig in Fort Lauderdale in the Office Technology Channel. Are you open for it? And I go, sure. But I'm letting you know I've never spoken in front of a group of people before. <laughs> I said, how many people are going to be out in the audience? He goes, I don't know, anywhere three, four, five hundred people. And I just took a big gulp, Rob. And I said, you know, I'll do it. I'll, I'll absolutely give it a shot. And he goes, here's what I want you to do. He goes, just get up there. And share your story. Share your story on what made you you in the copier channel. Rob, I did. And all of a sudden, it just started to resonate. Love it. I and, love it. And again, I'm not afraid to try new things. And I go, what do I have to lose, right? If this doesn't work out, I'll just go back and sell copiers, right? I know that gig. Well, he goes, hey, this worked out real well. Do you want to try it one more time? 
And I went back to Orlando, Florida. So now I'm going, I'm going West coast to East coast back and forth for two weeks. I spoke in front of another group and I'm a big believer. Things happen for a reason. You're at the right place at the right time. And there was somebody out in the crowd who listened to me the second story and said, can you help my salespeople do exactly what you just shared? And it was at that moment I said, yes. Not never done any of this before. I'd never built out training. I'd never coached a group of salespeople before. But the story resonated. He was willing to take a shot on me. And that's really how all of this started. And, you know, and I share that just to kind of give you my backstory so we can bring some. Your backstory is badass, dude. I love it. You got me fired up. The My hair's long and back, but the hair is sticking up. <laughs> well, dude, in the you back. got way more hair than I do. So, but, but nevertheless, <laughs> it's, is it, uh, it's standing up. You gave me that's that just that fires me up. I cannot wait to to dive into some of the parts of the story, man. And, and you, you got questions one and two done now, man. How'd you get in? How'd you get started? And what do you do? We know. And, <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm fine. Let me, let me give you a compliment though. And my, my, my listeners have heard me say this before, and then we'll dive into it because what we're going to talk about today is important. I'm super excited about it. We're going to, there's a lot of people that are going to have an impact because you chose to join us today. So I'm going to thank you in advance. No, I, I'm going to thank I, you, you in welcome. the middle. I'm going to thank you at the end. <laughs> Um, I think that the people who can succeed in the copier world, um, those are the green, the green berets of sales, man. Those people uh, that that's, you get flushed out real fast. Um, cause like you said, you don't sell, you don't eat. And, um, <laughs> right. No. So, so I, I, I got to share a quick, funny story because uh, I love what you just said. So two, this was about two years ago. I was speaking at the Outbound Sales Conference that Jeb Blunt puts on. Great event. And so um, in between speakers, I'm actually walking down this this little hallway and all the speakers had had tables set up and so forth and they could promote their wares and their books and so forth. Um, So I'm walking by to grab a cup of coffee and I walk by Jeffrey Gittimer's table. Okay. And so for those of you who know Gittimer. He yeah. speaks his mind, right? He's a kind-hearted guy, but he's definitely back east, speaks his mind, and he just, that's just who he is. So I walk by and I hear this, hey, Levine, come over here. And I look and I go, that's Jeffrey Gittimer. He knows my name, right? And he's calling me by my last name. And so he's, he goes, pull up a chair and he's eating some Cheerios out of a Ziploc baggie. Okay. And he goes, you know, he's put, he's eating these Cheerios and he goes, What's your backstory? How'd you get started in sales? What'd you do? I said, I sold copiers in LA for 28 and a half years. Stops me dead in my tracks, Rob. And he goes, you got street cred. Anybody who can sell copiers in a market like that, who's been doing it as long as you did it, you got street cred by me, high five me. And it was so, it was so funny, but I appreciate it. I had to share the story. So my apologies. It's a great story. Don't apologize and get them or pretty good name in the sales world man so yeah i mean that's that dude that dude's done some stuff so but i agree i mean it's the green berets and and we got a lot of people that they would never know what to do in a world like that i don't have an sdr to go get me leads and you know i where's my draw against commissions and and you know all kinds of stuff and and so yeah what you do it's true most people that listen to this won't have any idea how challenging that is. I call you always the Green Berets in the sales world. So I'm excited to have you, man. Um, no, it's a, no, I appreciate it. But you, you touched on something and you touched on SDRs. 
Yep. And, you know, God bless SDRs and BDRs and ADRs and so forth. But I just grew up in a time, right? I had, I had no choice in the matter. I just grew up in a time where I had to do everything, right? I had to prospect for my yep. own leads. Yep. I had to run everything through the whole entire sales journey. I had to bring things to a close. I had to create the experience. I had to go out and then find more new business and grow all this stuff. So this is, I I believe this is a lost art today in sales, Rob. I think that's a whole podcast we could have if Uh, we wanted to, man. I, 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 uh, I can't wait to dive into something that I saw you post about over the weekend, right? Uh, I follow you. I'm a fan of you. I love your perspective about sales. I, I hope that we have a lot of people from the show connect with you after hearing you today. You said something that I thought was really interesting. I think it's a great place for us to start because it yeah. goes to your book, Selling from the Heart. I, I hope you know what, where I'm going with this. We'll see. But it was, you said something to the fact that trust and credibility are at an all-time low in sales. Do you remember that one? Yep, I sure do. Why do you feel like that's the case? Like, that's a big statement. I think you're right, but I'd love to have you start our conversation with that. And then let's talk about what do we do about it? Sure. Um you know, there's, there's not a day that goes by, Rob, that I don't have random thoughts just come through my head. And it's just, (laughs) um, I say, I say the things in a way that I say them not to disrespect sales, professional sales leaders, because I have the utmost respect. I love everything about sales. I say these things because I want people to stop and think for a moment. And I'm a big believer in this, that perception is reality. Now, some people may not agree with me, and and that's quite all right, but I'm just a big, huge fan of the phrase perception is reality. And here's why I say this. Go ask any buyer out there, insert titles, right? It doesn't matter title. That's for the sake of this conversation, just say buyer. If we we asked buyers to describe salespeople, what words would you use to describe salespeople? We're going to get a laundry list a mile long of words that were probably lean more towards the negative side and colorful side than they would the positive side. Without a doubt. And, and, you know, unfortunately, um, it's true. And I will tell you this, sales professionals and sales managers and sales leaders have caused these issues, my opinion. So when we start taking a look at trust and credibility, I don't care what report you look in, right? Whether it's the Edelman Trust Barometer or something from McKinsey or something from Gartner, they're all going to cite the fact that every year, year over year, decade over decade, salespeople are amongst the least trustworthy profession out there, according to all the people that they survey. There's only one, to my knowledge, there's only one that's right below that. It's politicians and rightfully yeah. so. But, he, but, but here's what's interesting. Conversely, and then I'd, I, I'll peel this back even more for, for, for you and your listeners. But if you flip this around and you look at some of the most trustworthy people out there, the one that sits year over year, decade over decade at the top, Rob, are nurses. Really? Yes. Wow. And, that's, and, that's and, and here's why, and, and I, and I love peeling these reports back and here's why they lead with heart and they lead with empathy. They lead with heart and they lead with empathy. 
how many sales professionals and leaders out there today are congruent with their walk and their talk in a world where trust and credibility are an all-time low and are willing to lead with their heart and lead with empathy. That's awesome. And that's, and so I, I was sitting on the couch over the weekend and I go, you know what? I'm just going to throw it out there and just see what starts to happen and see what, see what conversations start occurring. And there were a few. And, and I said, you know, let's think about this. Let's just think about the word authenticity. And I'm not, I'm not going to geek, I, I'm not going to geek out on authenticity and, and bring us to this big, uh, high collegiate level, you know, ways that we talk about authenticity. But when I start talking about where does authenticity fit in building trust and credibility, I think it plays out throughout the whole entire sales process from how you prospect to how you take care of your clients to how you use it throughout the whole entire sales journey with somebody. Does the walk match the talk? And I would say, unfortunately, for a vast majority in sales, the walk doesn't match the talk. Again, not here to disrespect anybody, but I'm a big believer in this, that we're all authentic human beings, Rob. We all are. It's the choices that we make along the way. That's why I'm a big believer that authenticity is a lifestyle. It's not a light switch. It's not something that you just, you know, as we're recording this, you know, I think Larry Levine's going to wake up this morning and I'm going to try authenticity and see how it works on the Rob Jepson podcast. And if it works, I'm going to stick with it. And if it doesn't, then I'm just going to throw it in the waste bin and I'll, I'm on to something else. Dude, that is a, I've had, like, I'm a, I get accused of talking in power statements. I have had some great power <laughs> statement guys on here. I, I like to like find ways to like come up with meaningful stuff, but in a memorable way, dude, that's a good one. Right? <laughs> it's a life, you know, it, not a light switch, make it a lifestyle, not a life switch authenticity. That's probably going to be the, the title for this episode, brother. And give you credit. No, for it. It. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, that's, but that's so true. Like, you know, I, you're reminding me of, when I was working, so I, when I work with groups, I, I will often do the name game, like what you said, right? I said, when I say sales or salesperson, what do you say? And even when I'm talking to salespeople, negative connotations come back. Even when I'm training salespeople, I always stop them. I say, I say sales, what do you say? And they're like, money hungry. We'll do anything to get a deal done. They say all these things. I stop them. You realize you guys are all salespeople, right? And they laugh. And But the one that I've never forgotten, Larry, was uh, the nicest Dumb little old lady. She's so nice in North Carolina. Uh, I love North Carolina. I love, this person is like the, the greatest, kindest person. She waited patiently, rose her hand, raised her hand. So I called on her. She's like, Rob, when you say salesperson, I say pond scum. I'm like, <laughs> pond scum? Really? I'm like, and you lead a sales team. She's like, it is what it is. And I'm like, man. So in the absence of a relationship, it's hard to trust someone that you think their only basis of being there is I want to sell you something. Is that, am I, am I, am I saying that fairly? Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, you know, we look at it, especially in selling from the heart as speed to heart. How fast Hmm. can I get to somebody's heart? 
And, exp- and, and, and this is what's interesting. And this is, and again, it's going to go back to in a world where trust is at an all time low and credibility is an all time low. If perception is reality, here's what I want sales leaders and sales people to think about control the perception. How do you want to be perceived? And I love what you said, Rob, because I do the same thing. Ask a group of salespeople how they would describe salespeople. And they go right to the negative, right? Always. Always. It's crazy. They're never going to go to, well, they're sincere. They're loving. They're genuine. They're respectful. They're appreciative. They're never going to go there. Yeah. (laughs) So this, this is what I said. Control your perception of how people perceive you. How do you want to be perceived? And that's what I did for decades among decades in the copier channel. I wasn't the most strategic person out there. There was people that could outsmart me. There was people that could outsell me. But when it came to out caring and putting relationships up on a pedestal, I will tell you this, and it's a little bit braggadocious, but I didn't know if anyone did it better than me because I put that up for everybody to see. I brought it to the forefront. I let them know this is the experience you're going to get with me. And, and here's what's interesting. And I started just to ask, and, and um, I put myself in positions where I'm just a very inquisitive person. I was always like that in sales. I work with salespeople. I go, you're going to get to know everything you can possibly know if you're willing to get vulnerable become courageous, become inquisitive, and ask your clients for help. And that's all I did. I would go back and I'd ask my clients, what do you like? What do you don't like about salespeople? What's a great experience? What's a horrible experience? When's the last time you've been wowed by a salesperson? What did it look like? Describe it to me. And I share this with you because... Our clients and our future clients, if you're willing to go down these paths, they will tell you exactly how to sell to them. But again, I think what we try to do is we try to outsmart everybody. How about if we just bring love, care, respect, and appreciation from one person to another? And and here's what I started to uncover. and, And I really, I go in deep when I work with sales leaders on this, is I bring the word comfortable to the forefront. They already know you're in sales. They already know what probably what the outcome is going to be. It's either going to be a yes or a no to continue moving this down the, the path. But here's where many people fail to connect at the very beginning. I, 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 I take two words and I took them to heart a long time ago. It's how fast can I connect with Rob? How fast can I relate to Rob? And, I, and then this third thing I did is I'm going to use the word comfortable. Throughout my whole entire career and how I work with sales teams today is this, the more comfortable you can make somebody feel about you, the more comfortable they will become in sharing uncomfortable things that are going on in their office. And I know that's a mouthful, but think about this for a second. If trust and credibility are an all-time low, the perception of you is already on the negative side to begin with. How fast can you as a sales professional connect to and relate to somebody? How fast can you make them feel comfortable about you so that you can start talking about things in their office to help them do better business? 
And I started to really key in on this a long time ago is I would start to get to the heart of what matters (coughs) faster than most because I was insanely curious about them, their company, what makes them tick. And I just made them feel comfortable. I'm a big believer. We all have a gift. My gift a long time ago is I just found out how easy it was to connect and relate to people. And I share all this with you because I don't think there's the magical secret sauce that everyone in sales is trying to chase. It's right in front of us. It's within us. It's what do we bring to the forefront? How can we control the narrative? How can we control the perception? And how do we position ourselves in a world full of empty suits and broken promises and busted dreams? How can we position sales leaders and sales professionals to stand out different? I call these the, you know, the people skills. Some people may call these the soft skills, but this is what we do in selling from the heart. We bring all this to the forefront to help drive sales, grow client relationships, grow referrals, grow sales people to become sales professionals and help sales leaders become better leaders. Let's talk about that for a second, Larry. I can't believe, like I'm angry when I get guys like you on the phone or on the Zoom with me. I'm angry. I'm down to like 15, 17 minutes and we're going to be done, dude. It's like goes so fast. Because I love everything you represent. And what I love about you is you do walk your talk. You know, it, it is a, a lifestyle and not a light switch. But the, we have, you know, several thousand sales leaders that will be listening to you uh, immediately in the first week. And you'll have tens of thousands that listen to it over time, right? So I know they're going to love your message. Can we start breaking that down? How would you talk to a sales leader and say, listen, here's how you help your salespeople create these kinds of experiences. Because one of the things that screws everything up is this, we got this quota. We got this number hanging over us all the time and it makes people do goofy things. You know, I, I saw a really great sales leader today as we record this in, in, in you know, early November, as we record this, I saw, I won't name it because I liked it, this person. He was asking LinkedIn, should I really showcase this person who's at the top of the leaderboard, but on the lower half of the total number of calls that they made? So low number of calls, high level of output. You know, we want people to have high level of calls, high level of output. And I was like shaking my head going, are you freaking kidding me? That person should be celebrated. And and we have these, sometimes these leaders that I think, they let the focus on the effort and the quota get into the way of the experience. So anything that you like, is there two or three things you say, listen, leaders, if you want to have an organization that's fueled by this kind of experiences, here's a couple of things you should be thinking about. First thing, first thing that comes to mind is <laughs> I, I'm going to use a word that, that sometimes we just don't talk about enough is patience. We have no patience. We, we live in, and, um, as you were just sharing this, you know, I'll peel this back in a couple of different ways, Rob, because these were the same arguments I had with my business partners in the copier dealership that I had. Okay. They were so focused on the KPIs and the metrics, how right. many dials, how many weekly new meetings and so forth. I'm not here to discredit it, but at a certain point in time, we lose focus and we get so focused in on the numbers. And, and I would, 
you know, I had a really unique position as I was a partner, but I was also the top salesperson. So I was still, I was held to some really bizarre metrics, right? I had my business partnership metrics and then I had salesperson's metrics and I would fight with people all the time. They go, you don't have as many calls as everybody else. I said, does it matter? I'm seeing twice as many people and sometimes three times as many people as everybody else. I think what happens is we lose so we're so short-sighted. We are absolutely so short-sighted in sales. What are we going to sell as we're recording this, Rob? What are we going to sell the month of November? Yeah. Conversely, now we're we're in the you know we're in a calendar Q4. Salespeople are just going to get smashed, and they're just going to get smashed on numbers, numbers, numbers. And we're we don't look at this in short-term, medium-term, and long-term vision. It's always short-term vision. And I started seeing this. So when I when I work with sales leaders and sales teams, I at first is I get them to think of things in, in this. I, with all due respect, we got to look at things in short term. But if all we do is focus on short term, there's never going to be any medium term and long term success. It just, it's just, it's always hammer people for numbers. So where I look at things is let's look at if you, you use the word experience, right? What experience are people providing? If all they're doing is pounding the phone, looking for the next person to have a conversation with them, as opposed to it. And here's where I'll flip this. What are people prospecting for? That's a great question. That's a really good question. Here's what I want sales leaders who are working with salespeople. What are they prospecting for? You're beating them up over the head for somebody to, you know, Agree to say yes, just to get them off the phone. And I'm being silly on this, but I think everyone's going to know where I'm going with this. No, you're not being silly. This is real. And and so when I always ask salespeople who are struggling, who are struggling mightily, and they're out there, I talk to them every single day that are struggling. What are you prospecting for? Well, a live body that'll agree to meet with me. Well, okay, well, how's that working for you? Well, not very well. I said, why don't you start figuring out what are you prospecting for? And what I would encourage sales leaders and salespeople to start prospecting for is how well are you can. And, and again, this is my take, Rob. This is my opinion. I love it. Lens of Larry Levine is why don't you start coaching your salespeople on how to open up a conversation in a different manner instead of it being me centric, company centric, and and this is what we can do for you. Why don't you start opening up these prospecting conversations for those that pick up the phone or if they're engaging an email and share how you've been working with people just like them and you've been working to help them solve these three challenges, challenge A, B, and C. I love it. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. And and here's the struggle is, um, and again, I'm all a, I'm a big fan of scripts, but not too scripted. I think salespeople hide behind scripts. Scripts create a foundation. Okay. If we have time, I want to dive into that too. Man, how, how, however, and the reason why I bring this up is I struggled to memorize scripts when I was young in my, in my early sales day. And I could never memorize scripts because it wasn't me. But scripts form a foundation. And here's where we're here's where we're going to bring an authenticity into this for a moment. I love and it. I think this will all tie together. Is 
this message is is really geared towards BDRs, SDRs, ADRs, whatever acronym you want to use, because they're of that 20 something year range. Yep. They haven't found their authentic voice. And here's how I know this. I have a really good friend of mine who's the head of sales for a professional sports team here in LA that I've had an opportunity to do some work with a couple of years ago. And he goes, Larry, the reason why your message inside BDRs, SDRs, and ADRs resonates is because they haven't found their authentic voice. They're calling people sometimes two and three, two two to three times older than they are. They get intimidated by having conversations with people way older than them. I'm a big believer for the young salespeople that are out there is you got to be willing to do the inner work when it comes to what you do in sales. You got to really uncover who you are, what makes you tick and bring that to the forefront and smash that together with what your sales leader and your company is coaching and teaching you on. If you get what I'm saying, Rob. I get it, man. I'm listening. I'm picking up what you're putting down. This is fantastic. And all too often, we have salespeople out there, God bless them, that are banging the phones 80 to 100 times a day, getting five to eight people live on a phone call, and they're reciting a script to them. Wow. Yeah. As opposed to those five to eight people who happen to pick up the phone because they thought it was somebody else who was actually calling them and engaging them in, in, in a really quick business conversation around things that you've been working on to help other people just like them solve business problems and challenges. So now that let's put on our sales leader hat. I love everything you said. So how do we operationalize that? So we all know that we have to keep, I mean, we're, we're in a, salespeople are in an outcome oriented role. We have to hit outcomes. We have to do it. We can have all the trust in the world, but if it doesn't create results, we're, we're not going to stick around. So this, this problem of blending short term with long term is awesome to talk about. It's awesome to talk about. I love it. And um, how do you get those people? You're right. They're, they're selling to people twice their age or whatever. And maybe they haven't like guys like you, you have the benefit. You've sat in the shoes of the people you're consulting or, or selling to. Right. Um, so you can look them in the eye and say, I've been there. I know how that feels. I can talk to you like a colleague for people that ha- don't have that luxury. Cause that's rare. I think we would both say that's rare. How do you build that? I, as, as a, as a young sales professional. Yeah. I, I think, um, first of all, we're in the problem solving business and sales. Let's just get that one out on the table. We help people solve business problems and challenges. Here, here's what I would do as a young sales professional. I would get some business mentors and coaches who can coach me along. But furthermore, if I'm a young sales professional, here's what I'm doing. I'm asking AEs, senior salespeople inside your organization, walk me through what business problems and challenges you're helping your clients solve right now. And I'm developing a list of all of the business problems and challenges that they're helping people solve. And then I'm doing a little bit of research on them. I love what you're saying, Larry, because what I've learned is the sooner you can talk like a colleague, instead of just sticking to the script, the more authentic the conversations become. Well, so, you know, I just, as we're recording this, it's just, I just wrote an article and I threw it out on LinkedIn 
Our sales professionals earn the right to sit at the business table or you. And I'm a firm believer this key in us. I'm going to make a bold statement on this, Rob. I'm a firm believer that young salespeople can earn the right to have a conversation at the business table. If they walk, talk and act like a business person who sells as opposed to a sales person. I love it. You're right. And that's something that sales leaders can absolutely help them develop. 100% we can help them develop that. We can make that part of what we do with our team is to help them get to that level. And uh, the sooner you get there, the more likely you are that that's going to be who you can become and you can have those conversations. And Yeah, I, I totally agree because I, I'm a big believer. And again, I'm going to go back and you can develop this at 20s. I wish I developed this at my 20s, Rob, Yep, is 20-year-olds. I'm going to encourage you, start understanding business acumen. And I'm a big believer is if you can bring business acumen and business substance to phone conversations, watch what starts happening to the amount of meetings you start to set. Boom. That is going to be where we start our next podcast, Larry. Um, that's a good way to start finishing this. We, we're down to our last six minutes, man. Can you believe it? <laughs> where did time go? It's, it disappears so fast. And the reason is you got so much depth. You got so much substance. And I think if there's one thing I would take from our conversation, it's becoming someone that can have that kind of substance. I, I, I love your analogy of be like a nurse, right? Be like a nurse. And, um, and if you can have that kind of substance, then you're going to have that kind of credibility and leaders can absolutely help us do it. And so I want, I'm a, I always finish these episodes with a couple of, of quick questions yeah. and I want to give them access to you. And then I'm going to come back and I, I want to get like your final thoughts on how you put a bow on what we just talked about. So I, I want to give you like three, four minute warning that that's, what's going to come back. Okay, cool. Okay. You're on the three minute warning. You're on the clock right now. You're right. <laughs> So I always have like these three rapid questions, rapid fire questions that we usually don't prepare people for. I just can't wait to get your take off the top Uh-oh. of your head on these. Is that cool? Uh-oh. It's all good. All right, here we go. Number one, biggest sales leadership challenge you see out there right now and how do you beat it? I, I think the biggest sales leadership challenge is what we're talking about. It's how to build trust and credibility in a world where it doesn't exist or it's at all time low. I think it's the, it's the biggest area right now. I, I think you're dead on and you've just given us 45 minutes on your thoughts on how to beat it. So we don't need to revisit that. I will tell you this, uh, Larry, those that do, they stand out in a noisy world. Would you agree with that? They rise above, you know, I'll I'll call it, they rise above mediocrity. They rise above all the other empty suits and, and so forth that are out there is, Right. I'll just say, how do you build trust and credibility? You just be in, te- you just lead a life full of integrity. Do what you say you're going to do. Even if it costs you, continue to do what you say you're going to do. Right. It, it, I, the biggest thing, sales leaders out there, learn to build trust and credibility through bringing heart, sincerity, authenticity, and business substance to the forefront. Watch what starts to happen. You got to be willing to have the time and patience with this. I'm not even going to ask you question two or question three. I'm going to do it a different way. Question three is usually tell us a book that you would recommend for sales leaders as they go on their journey. Tell us about your book. We haven't hit your book at all. I like it. I love it. I've got my hands on it. I've read it. 
Um, tell our listeners why that you wrote that book and, and then we're going to make it easy for them to get their hands on it. I, you know, writing that book was my journey. I put that book together in, in a way that I wish I would have been brought up with. And, and I shared this, I wrote it in, I wrote it in two sections. I'm a big believer in this, Rob. You want to have the outer sales success sales leaders out there. And I know you want your team to have sales success. I want your sales team to have sales success. Where you're going to see greater amounts of sales success is the inner work that your salespeople do. The inner heart work, H-E-A-R-T, the inner heart work is the hardest work anybody will do. However, I'm here to tell you because I've walked through fire on this. It's the most rewarding. So when I put selling from the heart to the, to together, and I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if five copies of my book would sell a thousand. I had no idea. I was just going to put this out there in a way that I think needed to be heard. And so the first section is all about doing the inner work. It's about self-care, self-acknowledgement, self-love, self-reflection, self-awareness, bringing all this to the forefront. I put a bow on this with a downloadable self-reflection journal. And then the last half of the book is just all the skills that you need to have as an authentic sales professional. I talk about servant-led leadership. I talk about going out and lending a helping hand out in the community. And every chapter is, there's action items in it. There's a self-reflection journal that goes along with it. And I promise you this, Every sales leader, and I've done tons of team reads around my book and bringing my book to life, is if you implement just a couple things in the book, you'll become a better sales professional. If you implement every chapter of the book, I will promise you this, you will double your sales results in a year if you just implement what's in Selling from the Heart. Maybe we're going to have to have you do uh, one of these reads with our Patreon community. That would be a pretty fun thing to do. I'd love to. Um, Larry, we're out of time and I can't believe how fast it went. Final thoughts for these sales leaders. Anything you'd say like kind of a one or two things that you would want them to think about as we sign off to make them um, have higher impact? Yeah, here's something that we haven't touched on, but I, I because I'm, co- I'm being coached through it right now by my business coach is sell, because this will play out. I promise you this, this will play out for everyone listening is... I'm being coached right now to the phrase proximity is power. Sales leaders out there, I want us to just think about this for a second. Proximity is power. If you want your sales team to grow sales, uncover who the powerful people are inside your client base and snuggle up to who they are. Mm, so good. Proximity to power. My business coach is bringing me into his mentors people who are influential in his life. And I've uncovered the, the phrase proximity is power. Flip this around, every sales leader out there. If between now and the end of the year, you looked at your client list, right? You looked at all of your clients and you segmented them out by tier one, tier two, tier three clients. Task your sales team. Go back into your current client base, find out who are the most influential people inside your client base 
and find every way possible to get to know them better, snuggle up to who they are and find out who do they know. Because I will tell you this, powerful people run around with other powerful people. Influential people run around with other influential people. If you want to grow your sales, salespeople out there and sales leaders, put your salespeople in proximity to your clients have power. So good. Larry, you're a beast. This was like, I knew we were going to have fun. <laughs> you're even better than I'd hoped because you got so uh, much stuff. I appreciate it. I sincerely appreciate it. How do people get more of you? How do they, how do they connect with you? How do they hear what you got to say? How do they get your book? How do they hire you? Whatever. How do they get, how do they get more of what you have to offer? No, I, I appreciate it. Thanks for asking is I, I, I'm going to keep it real simple. They can go to sellingfromtheheart.net. They can learn anything they want about selling from the heart there. If you want to grab a free copy of the book, go to sellingfromtheheart.net forward slash book. And if you want to learn what we're up to at Selling from the Heart, please follow Selling from the Heart, the podcast on any one of your favorite podcast platforms, whatever you all listen to. I promise you this. We have engaging guests and this is where you get up to date news, what we're up to and everything we're working on at Selling from the Heart. Do it. Listen to his show. Get a hold of his book. Follow what he has to say. I promise you, you'll be a better leader. I promise you, your teams will have better success. I promise you, your teams will have more fulfillment. He is Larry Levine. Uh, I don't know what my favorite tagline is going to be. If it's going to (laughs) be, you know, creating authentic lifestyles that uh, are real instead of life light switches. I don't know if it's making the comfortable out of the uncomfortable. You had a whole bunch of them here today. Uh, whatever it is you guys gravitate to. I, I hope you enjoyed Larry as much as I did. Larry, you made, no, you made me better at what I do from this conversation. Thousands will be better because of our conversation. I appreciate your willingness to join me. And as I say to everyone, my friend, happy selling. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another So What portion of the Sales Leadership Podcast, where we break down that interview and we ask ourselves, why did that conversation even matter? But first, I got to thank my friends at Scipio for their support of the Sales Leadership Podcast. Texting is one of the last platforms where you can really differentiate how you engage your clients. And there's no doubt in my mind that texting needs to be part of the modern sales process. And I have dug into Scipio's product. I've used it and I love it. Since I've started this partnership with Scipio, I've had several sales managers hit me up and tell me just how much they like the Scipio platform. It's simplicity the powerful features, and the impact of texting done right, it makes this tool a no-brainer for the modern salesperson. Listen, not all text messaging platforms are created equal. And if you're looking to engage more with your clients and you're also working to get more prospects to your demos and discovery meetings, start using Scipio. Scipio's platform is the most powerful, most personal one I've ever seen. It's just that simple. I know the team personally. I know they'll give you an amazing experience. Take advantage of a free month with no strings, compliments of the Sales Leadership Podcast. Head to Scipio.com and tell them I sent you by using the code ROB on the signup page. You're going to be blown away how quickly the right texting platform can change the game for the members of your team. Now, this podcast is also brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group, my company. And if you're like most sales leaders and you've been left to figure out your sales leadership system on your own, I'd love to talk to you because... While there's no shortcuts to success and there's no silver bullets, you can get there faster if you take the most direct route. 
And if you like the content of this podcast, you're going to love the content in our community for sales leaders, Sales Leadership United. Think of it as the Home Depot for sales leaders. It's got my very best content, well over 100 hours of training materials. You're going to find everything you need in Sales Leadership United. And if you've never had a coach in your corner, I am telling you now is the time to give it a try. The greatest performers in the world in every discipline invest in themselves. And the leaders I'm coaching, they're having the best years of their careers as we find those small improvements that create huge impact. So save your most precious resource, your time, because small improvements create disproportionate results in both sales and sales leadership. And if you can win just a little more, just a little faster, you'll create massive results. And if you want to find those small advantages that create massive results, hit me up today. Now, I love Larry Levine. Love him. What a great dude. I've been a fan of his for a while. I've enjoyed talking to him a couple times. But this conversation, it was really meaningful to me. And this idea of authenticity, this idea of the lifestyle of authenticity, I think it's a message that the world needs to hear. It's It's one of those things that will make the world a better place. Forget about making the sales world a better place, though it will. It'll also make the world a better place. And so I love Larry's story. It's a remarkable one. He's done big things for the sales community in general. He's a guy that has an amazing story in overcoming challenges and then making success a choice. I love his optimism. I love all the things that you felt from him today, and they're real. And honestly, there are so many lessons that we could have dove into on this conversation. So, so many. You know, overcoming unexpected challenges, finding ways to adapt and thrive, building trust, growth, patience. Listen, all of these things will help you as a leader and they are worth really being uh, something that you consider as you go back and listen again to the show. Uh, By the way, it's one of my favorite things when people tell me, hey, they go back and listen to an episode multiple times. It's super cool. But the thing that screams to me is his authenticity. Larry oozes it. His passion is real. His love for the sales profession is real. His commitment to those he works with is real. Larry is dead on. People are always authentic. Okay, They always are. They're true to who they are because we're the sum of our choices. And we as sales leaders, we got to be authentic to our team members. That's who we need to be most authentic to is those we lead. So, Our role, I always go back to role, but our role has to be, it must be helping them improve. It can never be having people be a means to our end. It can't be helping people get their production to where it needs to be so then we'll be okay as leaders. The role has to be commitment to doing all we can to help them grow. And it's got to be real. Because then and only then will you see people getting comfortable working closely with you. I love that conversation that Larry had with us on getting the uncomfortable to be comfortable. And and, and that's, that's a big deal, okay? Finding ways to have people do that, that that's going to be the difference maker because then they'll rely on you. And if trust and credibility is at an all-time low, and, and Larry is, I think he's dead on when he, when he shares that perspective and, and that study, that's still the numbers that he has, Um. If you can do that, if you can be someone that can build trust and credibility, that becomes a massive superpower for you. But you're never going to get that unless you really buy into your commitment to them. Now, here's what's cool about it. It is a superpower, but it's one anyone can have. This is not one that you have to be blessed with or given. You can go get it. You can go get trust and credibility. But you're never going to have it unless people buy into your commitment to them. 
not your commitment to what they can do for you. Okay. The elite sales leaders, they're people that can be counted on by those people that they lead. But if you're not really committed to this, you're going to struggle as a leader because you got to walk your talk. Trust is one of the only sources of fuel for a sales leader. There's only a couple of sources and trust is one of them, but you, you, you have to have it, but you can't ask for it. You can only earn it and it's built or torn down with every single interaction you have. So I want you to think right now as we're getting ready to go into the holiday time, we're getting ready to wrap up 2021, hit off, kick off 2022. How are you doing and building trust? Okay. Um, because when you have that kind of connection, you can start to help people grow faster than they even thought was possible for them. So to wrap this one, focus on your role as a sales leader. It's people first, their improvement, their aspirations, their success. Too many people have, too many salespeople have told me that they've never had that kind of leader who was the real difference maker in their lives or in their career. And it makes me sad every time I hear it. I hear it over and over again. Rob, I've never had that difference maker in my career. And they're, they're worried that they're not going to be able to be a difference maker for their team. Okay. But you can be if you have the kind of authenticity that Larry talks about. If you make it the lifestyle that allows you to connect to the people. And if you do, there's no limit to the influence you'll create. So Larry, my man, thank you so much for joining me. You're amazing. I'm so grateful that we had you on right now. At a time where people can really use some wind in their sails, you provided much needed insight on how to do that in a way people can really get behind. And if you haven't connected with Larry, reach out to him. Grab his book. Larry will help you be a better leader. And he'll help you find more fulfillment in your journey. So, so check his stuff out. You'll be glad he did. Thanks also to Scipio. I'm telling you, if you have not done so already, you need to head over to Scipio.com and take advantage of their free 30-day trial by using their tool for yourself. Go to the sign-up link, enter the code ROB, and start communicating with your prospects the way they want to be communicated with. You will get results faster than you may have thought possible. Texting absolutely positively is part of the modern sales process, and Scipio will help you get it right. Finally, thanks to each of you, our listeners. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. It goes a long way in helping me continue to get the best guests in the world on our show. But the best compliment you can give me is to share this episode with your friends and colleagues. Share the show with someone who needs to hear it. And then be elite. Live strong. Chase your passions. And don't worry. Just execute, because as you know, we got you. Thank you so much for joining the Sales Leadership Podcast, the award-winning sales leadership podcast for those sales leaders looking to create legendary impact to those they lead. The greatest compliment you can give is to share this show and any of your favorite episodes with your fellow sales leaders, social media followers, or other communities you're part of. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. If you want to discuss any of the topics discussed on the show, want to level up your leadership impact, discuss executive coaching services, or even include me at an upcoming event, hit me up at rob at jetpg.com. That's rob at jeppg.com. And to those of you working to become a legendary sales leader, I salute you and wish you much success on your journey. Whenever you need someone in your corner, you know where to find me.